What's up, everybody? This is See You Sunday. This is the Off the Ball Network. This is Steven. This is Chris. Chris. This is Kenneth. I'm Jeff, and uh, we're ready to talk about Week 9 NFL. I'm, uh, I'm Jeff. Uh, I'm not your usual host of the show, but uh, the, our man Couch Coach couldn't be on this week, so uh, I, I told him I would take the reins. It's 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 um, it's going to be a little off course, going to be a little different, but we're going to get through it. We're going to have a little fun. So, um, uh, how are you, gentlemen, today? Oh man, I'm doing great, Jeff. Um, it's a beautiful Saturday here in Southeast Georgia. It's cloudy. It's rainy. It's uh, stay inside and snuggle up weather. But you know, make best with what we got. I can't think of a better way to kick off a Saturday morning though than to talk NFL with you guys. And I appreciate you having me on, brother. We've also got uh, the Prez of the Off the Ball Network, Chris LeBron. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Always, always, uh, it's always good to to hop on. See you Sunday. I I missed the last few, but uh, always good to to come on and chop it up and talk football. You know, uh, my team isn't doing the best, so uh, maybe <laughs> could, you know, uh, get to talk about other teams that are actually having success this season. And we've also got Kenneth with us. Is uh, if if technology holds up, Kenneth, how are you today? I think my technology is holding up. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, not sir. too bad. Yes, sir. Get a, get a uh, night. Yeah. You're very nice. I mean, I'm excited for this week's storylines because it feels like we're just about to cross the halfway point of the season. I think that means we really start to find out who's potential playoff teams and who isn't because, you know, there's a lot of teams, especially in the AFC, that are hovering around that 500 mark that need wins this week because if they don't, then – they're going to have to run the gauntlet for the rest of the year in order to potentially have a playoff spot. So those are the storylines that I'm looking at, those teams that are sort of on the bubble. Pretty much everyone in the AFC North and AFC West are a part of that. So uh, those are my storylines that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, Kenneth, you sound like you're our, our first radio caller today on, on the show, man. You the sound first awesome. ever radio caller. <laughs> hey, guys. First time caller here. Uh, from up in <laughs> first, time, first time, long time. So, Kenneth, first just so you know, I, I I will mute you occasionally in and out of the show. No, don't take any offense to it. So, um, just so we keep on track here. Sounds good. All right. Okay, so here we go. So, Kenneth brought up what my storyline is going to be. So, we'll start with that. And I kind of called it. This Sunday, it's either going to be a separation Sunday or it's going to be a sandwich Sunday. So you've got a lot of teams playing that are in, have put themselves in really good shape, but if they take a bad loss or an unexpected loss, uh, it's going to bring them back to the pack, and then now they're fighting for that wild card spot. Everything gets muddled up. Or you know, a big win, and they, they make some distance, and they give themselves a little leeway, maybe take you know, control of their division. So just basically the same thing Kenneth said. It's This is kind of a do-or-die weekend in some of these games. Uh, it, it's going to be crazy coming out of this. If it all goes one way, we're going to have a, uh, a season in the NFL. looks like everybody's going to be 9-7, and seven, or we can get some separation. So I kind of agree. So how, how about you, um, Stephen? What's your storyline? So my big storyline is just 
you know, how talented the NFC is because what we're seeing in the AFC is a lot of that bottlenecking. But if you look at some of the top teams in the NFC, they've kind of established themselves. I feel like we know what the cream is over in the NFC. You know, there's there's Dallas, there's Green Bay, there's, you know, my LA Rams is in the mix. Um, Arizona is right there with them, lockstep in the same division. Uh, the, the Saints, despite the injuries, despite whatever people may however people may feel one way or the other about the composition of this roster, they're still getting it done. Right. And and then it's just kind of like everybody else. Um, But on the AFC, we, we have what the bills, the Bengals, and maybe another team here or there that looks like they could compete. You know, we'll throw the Titans in that mix, even though they just lost King Henry. Um, It looks like the AFC is up for grabs for anybody for the wrong reasons. The NFC is up for grabs for the right reasons. You know, there's that higher level of comp- competition at the top. And that's kind of my storyline for this week. No, no, no. That makes sense because you're right. I mean, just just look at it this way. I think right now the Browns are either the seventh or eighth team, like the last team in, you know, or it's we'll say the Browns or the Steelers are the last team in the playoffs right now in the AFC. And there is no way – at this point in the season, anybody in the world outside of maybe Aaron Rodgers believes that either one of those two teams can compete for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you're exactly right as to where. And over- I forgot to mention the Dallas Cowboys. I'm so sorry for for my no, buddy Mo. You're, you're yeah, right. I forgot, you're I forgot to mention the Dallas Cowboys. How could I? Okay, so. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Kenneth's got himself muted. Agree. He's taking care of his. You know, he's Kenneth's a pro. He's he's taking he's care of his own mic. I like that. My guy. My guy. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so Prez, what's your what's your storylines? Is it um, the the New York Giants fight for a playoff spot? And we're still in it. We're still in it. No, <laughs> hey, no you're in the not. NFC East, man. You're always in it. I mean, we, you know, it's not, not to go talk about them, but they've blown so many late games that the, I mean, they should be the reverse record, right? I mean, it, it's the, the could, last man. second losses, the the bad play down the stretch, but that's for a whole nother. Well, for me, and and Stephen had had mentioned this. The AFC is. I've never remembered the last time the AFC was this wide open, right? We really have. They're like, who's the front runner in the AFC that you feel like, okay, they're, they're, they're grabbing the, the, the conference by the, by the neck and they're the favorites to go to the soup. We don't know, right? We're so used to the Chiefs being that team, right? The Patriots of, of past with Brady and all that. That's not the case anymore, right? You know, we, we, we see, like we mentioned with the Titans, right? They don't have, you know, King Henry's gone now, you know, Derrick Henry's gone. So like, you know, we don't know what the t- the record is still good, but we don't know how they're going to look now without him, right? You know, we you know the NFC, the AFC South, right? You know, uh, that division, like I said, mentioned with the Titans, the NFC North, AFC North. You know what's going on over there? We thought the Bengals may have finally got there, and then boom, they lose to the Jets. <laughs> you know, you know, and it's like and the, oh, and the, we and don't. The, Ra- the Ravens could easily be a two win team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're a fine team, but they could easily have ju- just two wins. They're the like, yeah. So the Ravens' offense hasn't been clicking and all that. You know, Buffalo. You know, they're another team like that. We we're waiting for Buffalo to to take it. Like they should be like the cream of the crop, right? And they look they like still it, have and- their ups and downs, right? So like the A and then the AFC West. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are, you know, uh, you know, tied for last with, with Denver and all that, and you got the Raiders. Like they're they're in first place, but they're obviously we all know what's had what's going on the last month and a half or so yeah, with, yeah. with the whole Gruden and unfortunate stuff with with Henry Ruggs. So it's like, 
who's going to take this? Remember, we thought the Chargers early on, oh, they're for real, and then they they slipped up. So the AFC to me is the biggest storyline. It's like who's going to be the cream of the crowd? Like anyone, honestly, anyone can can come out of the AFC right now. So to me, that's the biggest storyline for me is who's who's uh you know this everyone's bunched up together. I don't think there's one team right now that's like the definitive best team in the AFC. So to me, it's like all right, who's going to come out of this? You know, uh, I don't know if it's going to be this week, but in the next few weeks, who's going to come out? and be the leader and, and, and of the AFC and who's going to take that reign and, and be that favorite, you know? Yeah, for sure. There's a few games on the schedule, too, that'll help. I think, uh, you know, we'll talk about it when we go to games to watch here in just a second. But um, that, you know, that Ravens game, you know, everybody's watching. the uh, Whoever wins the Cincinnati uh, versus Cleveland game, you know, th- th- that's going to mean a lot. So th- that is a good point. I thought the Bills, I mean, I still have them, I think, uh, third in my uh, rankings this week. I really like them. I th- and mainly because I know that at their best, they can beat anybody. But we just saw them lose a game that they clearly should have won against Tennessee. Yeah. I'm not saying Tennessee wasn't good enough to be in that game. But they, I don't and, – and I know it's not fair, but early in the season – I don't count those losses the same as I do like the Chargers loss to the Ravens or the Bengals loss to the Jets because it's not. Because I know that if you give the Buffalo Bills that ball and that field position ten times, nine times, they probably win that game. So it's hard. I can't I can't tell my eyeballs that I didn't see that. Um that you know, they they did everything except get the win. Now in week eleven or twelve, it doesn't matter. It's all about you know putting yourself in position. But I still like this Bills team going into the playoffs. I think they match up good against the NFC teams a little better. I think I thought that I think the Titans do before the Henry injury. We'll see afterwards. Um, I hate to admit that a running back's that important to a team, but Derrick Henry is my one exception this year of how important he is to a team. But uh yeah, right, I, I think right, Jeff. He, it's crazy how important like and we're on the same boat as far as running backs, right? Yeah. And well, I bet you are. Different. He's different though. Like, cause to me, he's still he's still that traditional running back, and he's he's a different breed. So I I'm going to see, you know, how they're going to look, you know, as far yeah. as working the play action and all that, because that was big with the receivers they have. So that that's gonna it's gonna I'm, I'm curious to see how they look. With uh, with Nick, yeah. Nichols is the starter running back now. They brought him. I believe so. Yeah, and no, I'm not going to do a Tennessee Titans podcast on this, but <laughs> I, I tried to tell everybody. Well, why that not? The addition of Julio Jones was not going to turn them into a, a Tech Mobile team, and all of a sudden nobody could stop them. Like it, it, it hasn't worked. The it hasn't changed. If anything, the offense has probably taken a step back. Mm. Uh, honestly, so I just sometimes I like to gloat when I'm right. Um, when it does happen, and I was totally right about this Tennessee offense. People got a little, people got a little too excited about that. So let's go. Let's go to Steven's point here. I like what you brought up about the NFC because I'm doing my rankings last week. If you guys could see the process of doing the rankings, you kind of see what I'm talking about here. But I, I basically, as I'm moving these teams up, and then what I what I do is I start looking down through it because what I don't want to have is like all four NFC West teams, one, two, and three, because that's not going to happen. So I, I try to like look at it after I do it and all of a sudden I look over and I'm like I believe you know the 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 top half of my rankings that those 16 at at one point it was like 11 to 5 like NFC to mm-hmm. AFC and I'm going what's going on here and I went back and I really looked and Steven just like you said I could not talk myself it, it didn't wind up that way I think a couple changed but it's still lopsided and I couldn't talk myself into it I couldn't look at you know the the Browns, the Chargers. Now I couldn't look at these teams and 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 say that they're as good as the NFC teams 
just because they're in a the AFC. Uh, so you're totally right about that, about how top-heavy the that conference is right now. And they're good teams. Yeah. Um, the Packers are going to be a little different. Uh, maybe two weeks without Rodgers, uh, that could affect. But it's still in that they're still going to make the playoffs if nothing, you know, crazy happens and that's a team that can beat anybody Arizona's a team that can beat anybody they proved it I worry about Kyler Murray I think he's hurt and I would not be shocked if he doesn't finish the season something feels weird about him and when it comes to quarterbacks and arms it's just like a pitcher uh it's just it just with Baker I, I think Baker's hurt too you know I so Arizona I'm worried about Arizona right now um, but they're still a team that can beat anybody. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the Rams are clearly right now at this very second playing as good as anybody in the league. The difference that Stafford makes, you know, over golf from last year is amazing. At, one, at least once or because I really love this Rams team, so I watch them a lot. Once or twice a game, he throws a ball, and I'm like, that's the difference between your 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 top quarterbacks and then your next level. He threw a he threw a pass over the middle in the red zone last week to a guy that what clearly wasn't open, but he threw it so hard and so perfectly that it basically just lodged in the shoulder pads. I think it was the tight end, might have been Higby, I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's the difference in a touchdown and a field goal. That's a four-point difference on one play and then he get, you know, it's so it's just little things that he's doing. I think the Rams are in great shape. The addition of Von Miller, I mean my goodness. Um but uh, but they're but they're a team that I, that's all I look at. Can you beat everybody? And then the AFC, I don't know who can beat everybody. I I think the Bills can, the Titans can, but they probably can't now. I thought maybe I don't think we ever believed the Bengals could beat anybody in the league on, but on any given Sunday they could. But I don't know in the playoffs. But still, and then the Ravens, I don't believe in at all because. They they just show some glaring flaw. When they lose a game, they show some glaring flaws mm. that I just can't overlook, and I just don't see it. I cannot see that Ravens team winning three games to win a championship against really good teams. So it's so NFC he- heavy that these guys are gonna you know beat themselves up. So I like that. So let's get on to the games, and it'll kind of build on these storylines here. So we got the games to watch. Um, so, Steven, start us off. Give us uh, just just give us a game to watch, and then we'll dissect it. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to mention the game, and I'm going to sound a little Homer-ish, uh, because if you're watching right now, you see Bro, you that, live in Georgia, um, and you're from right. Arkansas. You're not a Homer. <laughs> well, right, but I you know, grew up in Arkansas. The team used to play in St. Louis, whatever. I, I don't got time for that anyway. But, um, you know, if you're looking at me right now, I'm wearing Rams gear. So I'm going to mention the Titans Rams game, but I'm not going to talk about it for the reasons that people probably are assuming based off of that interlude, right? The Titans, I want to see how this team can adapt and overcome because the defense has made strides. You know, last year on CU Sunday, Couch Coach and I and some of the other guests, you know, we talked about how Mike Vrabel is, you know, this accomplished NFL linebacker, but that defense was just awful last season. And this year they added some players, made some changes, some of them shocking, but the defense looks better. And now they lose King Henry. And Jeff, you were talking about how he's your exception that you don't need like a running back one on a, on a team. I think now is the perfect opportunity to be able to see that because, you know, you, you've got Brown, you know, every once in a while you have Julio and, you have enough, right? They bring in Adrian Peterson. I'm not going to say sit here and pretend like he's a big needle mover, but <laughs> there's a whole lot of teams in the NFL that get by 
with a running back by committee. It's almost you have to now. You know, you you don't really have a whole lot of teams other than Tennessee that has a one running back system. Shoot, Henry was even throwing touchdowns this year, right? So, I mean, he's that big of a, a cog in this offense that he's even making passing touchdowns now. But I'm interested to see because, listen, Ryan Tannehill last year, I was I was heavy on the bandwagon. I'm still a believer in Ron Tannehill, by the way. It's just I think that people almost are doing with the NFL now what people have always done with the NBA is you add a star player and you just automatically think year one that everything's going to go according to plan. These dudes still need to figure it out. How many passes before this year has Ryan Tannehill ever thrown to Julio Jones? You know, mm-hmm. I previewed that information about I reckon it's not a lot. And Tannehill's not a plug-and-play quarterback. He's not. He 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 runs his team, and that that's why he gets better as the season goes on because he gets more comfortable. He figures things out. He's a really really good quarterback, but he's not. We talked about the other. Let's talk about the guy on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Stafford is literally can do anything with anybody. Uh, that's the difference in in that type of quarterback as to where throw him in there and he can figure it out so much quicker. Like okay. Like he, you know, it didn't take him long to figure out. Like, oh, Cooper Cup can be open on this route every Cooper route. Really good. Yeah, let me throw him that's what ball. I mean. And he, <laughs> yeah, let me let me throw it to him when he's open. And Tannehill's not quite that quarterback. And the Titans, you know, let's let's remember they're the number one seed in the AFC as we speak right now. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go to the other side of this game, then we'll let Chris go. I want to see it for the other reason. Um, I, you know, I know the Titans are hurting. This is a game, and we talk about running back by committee. I, I do want to bring up that that works when you have receive, you know, receivers at running back. That typically works better than. I don't know if Peterson. I, I don't. I don't see the holes are going to be there. He's probably he's going to probably look better than we think. But I don't know that he gives a receiving threat, and that's typically you know what a committee helps out. But I want to look at the Rams because this is a game you guys are playing the best in the league. You guys just added, you know, Miller, just what we talked about, adding a player. That is the contradiction to the rule, Stephen. A defensive player can help day one because Mm. it's, hey, go kill the quarterback. End of story. Mm. You don't have nothing. You don't have to design anything fancy. Von Miller uh, is one of the better linebackers slash, we'll say edge rushers. Edge rush, yeah. Thinkers. Like, it it will be seamless. It, It will not be awkward or any of that. But this is a game that the Rams... Hey, if you're telling me you're the best team in the NFL, you've got an injured AFC team that we don't even know if they can win the AFC. You need to squash this team because this is a team that you absolutely could play in the Super Bowl, this team. So I need to see how the Rams respond to that. I need to see the Rams you know, beat this team by 10. I don't need it to be a contest and all of those things because I want to know how good they are. If they do that, you know, then that that's the launching pad. So, so what do you think about this game, Preston? Well, Jeff, if I could, just before we give it to Chris – it makes me miss Wade Phillips with adding a guy like a Vaughn Miller because for all the knocks that you could give a Wade Phillips for his, his head coaching ability, defensive coordinator, super talented guy. Obviously, he worked with Vaughn Miller, but just how creative he could be with edge rushing, edge rushing situations. You could really stack them, all three of these guys, on one side and just overwhelm an offensive line and a quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and, and they will. I think, they, I think just having Miller there, like, he's going to be a coach on the field. I think it's a great addition just having his brain. I've always said this about Tom Brady um, to add on to that. I always said having Tom Brady in your building makes your defense better because that guy sees things in a quarterback that, de- that no defensive no defensive quarter co- uh, coordinator in the league 
knows as much about quarterbacks as Tom Brady does. So just having him in the building, in the hallway, makes your defense better. And if you look at Tom Brady's teams that he plays on, look at their defenses and how they treat quarterbacks, and, you know, it, it's it's real. I mean, you know that they call him over and say, Tom, what's he going to do? When he when he sees this defense, Tom, what's he going to do? Same thing with Vaughn Miller. Like, uh, hey, Vaughn, you know, in Denver, how would you have how would you have attacked Tannehill on this play? And he'll go, well, I know what we would have done. And the coordinator, if he's got any sense, is going to go, that's a great idea. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So let's do this. So anyway, go ahead, Prez. Yeah, this matchup, like it's, like I said, obviously seeing how the Titans look without, you know, uh, Derrick Henry is to me the biggest thing going into. Obviously, Rams adding – the Rams have been on fire. Right. The last four games, I think they're averaging like, what, 30-some points a game. Stafford is looking like – he throws he throws the most beautiful ball yeah. probably effort, – and it's effortlessly. Like, he's throwing 40-yard, you know, passes like it's nothing, right? And we saw that in Detroit, but for some reason in L.A. it just looks – that much more beautiful because it's LA and it's not Detroit and it's just, contributing I, to something. Well, always, and that's the and, best yeah. looking stadium to watch a game on TV in the yeah, NFL yeah. right it, now. It's oh, it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful Man, stadium and all that. But and I was always with Stafford like I, I felt like at times he would always get passes because yes, I know that the Lions were bad and all that, but it felt like he always like it was never his fault. Not not saying it was, but like he never really got a share of the blame. And I thought he, he had some blame, you know, some some to do with the struggles of them. But obviously, no, Chris, here's what I've learned this year that the one player you can't blame is a quarterback. It's yeah. never there. It's, just, it's just, never just pick a wide receiver and blame them. I Calvin yeah. Johnson was holding Stafford back for nine years. I've heard that, too. Like, oh, he, he had to force it to Calvin Johnson. I was like, um. Yeah, why wouldn't yeah. you? No, he didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a pretty effortless connection between I mean, He's six five, two forty. I mean, but uh, whatever. But like yeah. seeing him uh, with all the talent around him is look good. And like obviously they just got Von Miller and all that. But they're clicking right now. I mean, for Tennessee to have a chance, they're going to. I don't know if Tannehill is the quarterback you want throwing the ball forty times a game, right? I don't think that's his game. You know. Derrick Henry helps a lot, right? That, that helps in play action, short pass. Like, it, it, it brings so much attention. It brings guys into the box. And, and now you have those one-on-one matches with A.J. Brown and Julio and all that. That's not going to be there. So, like, for the Rams, and the Rams defense has been up, little up and down. But now, now, now like, Ramsey's not going to have to worry about, you know, going after tackling, you know. Uh, now he just got to worry about A.J. Brown. And I think – it's it, it could be a tough tough day for the Titans. Um, they still got a good team and all that, but um, that 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 to me, I think the Rams have everything it takes to to take this game and win handily because I mean their click the offense is just it's clicking and and uh, and Stafford looks like an MVP candidate right now. Yeah, no doubt. So um, yeah, I, I tell you, it's it's going to be a great game to watch. I, I can't wait. So uh, my nominee. For game I'm going to watch, surprise, surprise, um, is the uh, Browns at Bengals. And for so many reasons. Uh, so mainly because, you know, you got a four and four Browns. You got at the up and coming Bengals who two weeks ago looked like they were the best team in the AFC. Last week looked like they weren't. And let's be honest, this is another game last week. Not that they... They did enough to lose that game, but they also still should have won it. They should have squeaked that game out. The 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 
bottom, the story is if they don't call the helmet to helmet, the Bengals win that game. Now, I'm not saying that they should have been in that position, but the Bengals, they didn't. It, it wasn't even as bad looking as the Titans lost to the Jets. So kudos to the Jets. They only beat good teams. Uh, impressive. So anyway, so really it matters in the record because I think if the Browns go to four and five, that's some real trouble. The Bengals come back to five and four, then everybody's going to be like, oh, is this the same old Bengals? You know, it, it's in a good division now. We, we realize that Pittsburgh can probably – Pittsburgh's going to trip anybody up. They have the ability to trip these teams up like they did the Browns last week. Um, but mainly, let's be honest here. I'm watching to see how Mayfield responds to this week because I say it every week. I'm like, th- like last week I said, the end of that game, this is Mayfield's game. He has to win this game. He's down by five to a bad team. Loses. You know, it's just like every week it's this running story of this is Mayfield's time. He's got to step up. So now he's got everything he wants. They got rid of OBJ. They got rid of all, you know, he's the problem and all this. Yeah, it may be. Blame so, Odell, of course. Yeah. So again, Baker, like, okay, we gave you exactly what you wanted. That this is your like I I know you <laughs> like when the greatest the the, the biggest Okay, a little Mayfield rant for a second. I, get, uh, I, I, I can't stop. This is so the biggest you Sunday. I want to hear I'm Jeff here for it. The biggest cheer he anti Baker guy. So this is this is going to be good. The biggest cheer he gets last week from his his home crowd when that when his team scores ten points total. Mm. His team scored ten points. Now this is the fan base that's telling me any week now Baker can turn it on when he needs to. I don't know when they think he needs to, but I thought last week he needed to. So he runs for a first down. It was a cool little scramble. Gets knocked out of bounds. Slides into the bench and then gets up and celebrates like you know he had just <laughs> clinched a playoff game. Play, yep. The fans go crazy. And I'm like, that's the exact problem right there. Like he is, he is. I, I don't, he should have been a running back. A, I don't know what a wide receiver. He's yeah, a he, diva. He, oh, he, yeah. Wouldn't, he wouldn't be in the NFL if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But it's just my point is that he's just never seems to be focused on the the situation that he's in. And and today's quarterbacks have to be so hyper focused on the pre snap and the and the defenses and all that. And this guy really, really thinks he does something when he scrambles for a first. Imagine, just, just let's imagine this. We'll, we'll go across his division. Imagine if Lamar Jackson got that excited and celebrated every time he was down in a game and ran for a first down, which he probably does five times a game. Like people mm-hmm. would go, what are you doing? Like he would look like a clown, but it's just, it's just this Mayfield-itis that these, you know, these folks have. So basically they got everything you wanted and he's looking – this is another matchup. So I'll for a long time I've been trying to really get on, you know, the other on board with this like we talk about quarterbacks too much thing. And then I watch what what happens when a quarterback gets hurt and the team just goes to shambles. The quarterback it, it is they're so important and so, you know, irreplaceable right now that I'm going to talk about the quarterbacks. So now Baker has got to look across the sidelines and he's got the up and coming Joe Burrow who is light years better. Like mm. I live in Baker slash Burrow country. Like I live in the heart of it. I know what both fan bases think. I have conversations about it all the time with people to try to get their input. E- Browns fans will tell you like, we don't want anybody but Baker. They also know that Burrow is a way better quarterback coming. You know, he's got more tools. Like they, they see the writing on the wall. So this is a game that not only can the Browns not lose because of like real world stuff, 
Baker cannot look worse than Joe Burrow in this game. And he can't he, – one thing he definitely can't do is get housed by Joe Burrow in this game like Lamar Jackson did a few weeks ago. Jackson can handle it. Like, Jackson's just – he's got a better control of his team, better control of the offense and all that. He's at a different level because he's winning. Baker doesn't have that cachet now, and he doesn't have OBG, OBG, OBJ there to blame. So, <laughs> to me, the Browns versus Bengals is one of the most interesting games probably in Ohio in – uh, a, a long time. There's so many, there's so many storylines and things to watch, and I can hear the fans literally hear the fans go at it. Um, I, I can't, I can't wait for this one. So, uh, Prez, go ahead, man. Browns, Bengals. This is got to be, it's got to be weird to care about this and live in New York City. I don't even understand it. You're right though, because this is this is a game that I'm very intrigued about because. I mean, they ship, all right, so they get rid of of Odell Beckham, right? Mm -hmm. And he's the problem. He's this. He's that. And it's and if you watch and and it's been going around, like even like NFL DBs are like, he's getting open. Baker's not getting him the football, and it's it's been that way, and it's been crazy how like ever since they added Odell, right? That's all. They get Odell, they get Jarvis Landry, and I'm not a big Jarvis Landry guy. I think he's kind of overrated. Like, I don't think he – He's okay. He's he's okay. He's solid, but he's not – like, I think his name – He's a good, like, his second or third receiver. Yeah. I think better than like, what his production is on the field. But that was supposed to take them over the top, right? You know, they added Austin Hooper, I mean, and all this stuff. and All pro tight end. It, 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 uh, it doesn't – it, he's he's clearly the problem. He it, he doesn't have it right. He had it's the clear, he's clearly the, that's the thing. He's, he's clearly, clearly the problem. But clearly, and this is what I hate. You know, and the Giants did this too with Odell too, right? They they kind of blamed him. Meanwhile, Eli just wasn't it. And and it's you know I, I'm a big I'm an Odell guy, so maybe that's just me talking with my heart. But blaming Odell and thinking he was the problem is just doesn't make the problem is the quarterback. And like you mentioned, Jeff. That play he had where he goes for the first down, gets hit out of bounds, and he's going rah, 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 and does nothing. Ten points, right? I, I just wonder if the – I know they're not – it's not a home game, but when they when they get back playing a home game at Cleveland, if the fans are finally turn on him. And I think they kind of are a little bit. But This would be the game. Like, like Spencer Rattler turn, like, mm, <laughs> you know, yes. where they just fall out. Because – you can't be – this isn't you – know, they went to the playoffs last year, right? And you thought, okay, maybe, you know, the run game – like, and, and we talk about the run game and running backs. They have maybe the best ones who do. I know they're hurt right now, but you think, all right, if Baker's just – Best one, two, three duo based on what we saw the past couple of weeks, <laughs> yeah. right? If, if he's just average with the run game and, and the, the defense they got, you know, they got maybe the defensive player of the year, you know, adding Clowney and all that, like they could be a serious – but. He's the he's holding them back. Yes. He's holding them back. He's just he's not it. And there's a reason why they didn't give him an extension yet. There's a nope. reason. It's all this meg, and now they have to figure out well, will we franchise him. Like, is he truly a franchise? And it, and it goes back to why he was even the first pick in the draft. Like, it was kind of shocking, right? When he was number one, people were like, wait, Baker's number one pick? Like, like I was I was even like, okay, uh, all right, maybe I don't get it, but. He and then does, the rookie season, and then he's fell off since. So like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't do anything special. He doesn't do. He doesn't have one trait other than like trait. I'm a rah rah guy. And like, yep. and and I think the Oklahoma right. He played at Oklahoma right. So like, we all know Big Twelve, all that. I think 
it, it got kind of he, he does. It's like Kyler Murray, right? We at least Kyler Murray's short and all that, but Kyler Murray is a special athlete, right? Yes. And has an arm, right? So even though he's five foot nine, ten, he has special traits that can that can cover up his height. Yep. With Baker, it's like he doesn't have a great arm, right? He can't, he can't doesn't have a lot of a lot of lot of um doesn't have a nice fastball no. with himself. And he's at all, not I, a great I, athlete. He's not a great athlete, so he can't get around the corner. So it's like. What what does he really do, especially in, in the cold? And it gets cold. It's going to get cold. So it's like, what does he do that's special? And it's like nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. So no, not I one special it. thing. It's no and it's traits, and, and it's don't. crazy. There's so many things. Like it's, he is. I, I promise you, anybody that has a chance to do it, go watch Baker in the uh, All Twenty Two camera, and it really it it really jumps off the page of what he misses out there. Um, you know, when you're looking at the offense. So I just, I, I can't wait to see this game. It's exciting. Uh, Steven, I know, I know we're hurting your feelings here. You love Baker Mayfield. So tell us, <laughs> tell us why we're, tell us why we're wrong. Uh, you're not. And it's oh. just, I've been saying it all year long. It's so nice to hear that I'm not the only person that has not been a Baker Mayfield guy. You know, uh, last year, all I was doing, I was just becoming the most hated man if, for among the Cleveland were. Browns fan base. And it's just funny how, you know, people are kind of coming around to see what I was seeing. But it's just, y'all, y'all have hit everything on the head. And the one thing I want to talk about with the Odell Beckham scenario is that the first thing, and even some of the guys in our own network have pointed out, is like, oh, but he drops everything. Like, and here's the thing. You don't have to live in extremes. You don't have to say that Baker Mayfield is the worst quarterback in the NFL because he's having a bad year. He's not. He's about, you know, maybe anywhere from that 15 to 18 to 19 range yeah. in the NFL. And and that's a fine place to be. The problem with him being at that spot is the hype that goes around him, the way that he carries himself. And I'm a big proponent of the mindset. You have to think that you're better than than everybody else. But when everybody else is thinking that same thing, that's the problem. When people who who have a say in the narrative around a Baker Mayfield kind of play along with his own, you know, intermachinations of his mind, that's where I have an issue. When we sit here and say, "Oh, Odell Beckham," or you know, Odell Beckham's the problem. He's dropping everything. You guys realize he's not even top ten in his own conference, not the NFL in his own conference, and drop passes. Not even top ten. So what are we doing here talking about Odell Beckham? You know what I'm saying? Um, scapegoat. He's he was a scapegoat because I think and, they're they're, and they're, we saw they're this. in. They're they're stuck on on with Baker. So like they're like, all right, we have to figure out who else to blame. And like, oh, it's Odell. Let's get rid of Odell. And it's like they know the problem. They just can't say that he's the problem because yeah. Oh, and, and, what's the alternative? They have no alternative. And we're not going to do it on on this show. But like, uh, there's a lot of factors into the Baker versus Odell thing, and we all know what they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, and let's it, let's that, go that, there just for a second, Jeff. Okay, let's, let's talk about it let's is, talk about Antonio Brown. Let's talk about how this dude wore himself. You know, his, his welcome out in, in Pittsburgh, and then he goes to Oakland, right? Or was it Vegas at the time? Oakland. I think it was, it was still, still Oakland. Oakland. Um, Called. You know that the the people over there racist, and what are we seeing now? <laughs> you know, and then he goes. Lo and behold, he wasn't as crazy as we thought. Wasn't as still still maybe a little bit out there, but not to the extreme that everyone. And that's all I want to point out is like it's not the extreme. It's not that 
you know, Odo Beckham is literally dropping everything. That that couldn't be further from the truth. He, he has drops. Every wide receiver does. But of course. obviously, Baker Mayfield is not the absolute worst quarterback in the NFL. But when we talk about living up to the the hype that has surrounded him with his you know commercials or with the, you know his celebrations on the field or the fact that we can't criticize a number one overall draft pick, that part has always bothered he's, me. It's he's like, trying to he's trying to get that Aaron Rodgers Hall pass, and I mean that he's really trying to get it to where. But it, even Aaron Rodgers wasn't a number one overall pick. Oh, I know, I know. And it that, takes a while to earn it. Baker's trying to get it early. Yeah, he and it, he tries to get going. even. What have you done? Let's what stick. Done? Let's stick with the Green Bay quarterback system. He he almost gets like this Brett Favre treatment where he's like, oh, he plays with such joy and passion yes. and everything else, and a childlike love for the game. Like, dude, this is a business. He is not living up to his end of the and, deal. And they will, and they'll kill Odell for like if Odell was the when he used to celebrate, they they killed him. They killed or him for it. And stick with I'm Lamar saying, Jackson. And I'm not the biggest. Odell as a pure football fan like I won't sit here and act like oh he does it all but here's what I will say about Odell Beckham he did everything last year that they asked he sacrificed everything he knew his quarterback he knew like I'm sure after he saw him throw a couple passes in practice he was like okay I'm not gonna have 100 receptions but he he sold out him and Landry both did everything they could and as far as dropping balls I equate it to like say you're sitting on the couch and out of nowhere, somebody tosses you a beer. Sometimes it hits you because you don't know they're going to throw it. Odell probably never thinks Baker's actually going to throw the ball. He's he's probably surprised as part of it. But his Odell first two reads are to hand the football off. Odell did everything he was asked to do on that team last year, and he gets zero credit for it. All they can talk about is drops because that's just. I'll just put it out there. It's just a when I talk to like real. No, I shouldn't say real. I hate being condescending. When I talk to Cleveland fans who I respect and you know really watch the game and think it out, they actually don't think that. You know, mm-hmm. it's your it's your uh, fans that you know watch them and they watch the media. And there's nothing wrong with that. I I I, I like them too. But that's where that narrative builds up. Football people like you guys touched on it really don't think that Odell has that many drops and it is the problem. So. Odell, he's kept his mouth shut through all this. I want him to start scorching the earth um, after he gets on another team. Um, I, I really do because I think that he he did what they told him he should do, and it would work. And then he they still turned him into the same player that you know was uh, attacking the kicking nets in New York, mm-hmm. and they still villainized him for it. Meanwhile, they've got a quarterback out there that. Like, why are we not saying why? Why is he not getting the? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is having mm. actually statistically out, outside of the interceptions a really good season, but it's been a bad season because of the losses and the and interceptions. Killed. The first thing people do is kill him. Too too many commercials. Your wife, your brother, and all this. <laughs> Baker and his wife make commercials. Like, they, there's no production. Here's what I noticed this week: the Jets. Quarterbacks, backup backup quarterbacks to a rookie, backup quarterbacks to a rookie for the New York Jets have, I believe, seven touchdown passes in the last two games they've played. Baker has six all year. Six. Jeff, say that again. Say that number again. Yeah, six. Six. Josh Johnson had three <laughs> the other night. Josh Johnson, my man, Josh Johnson. But six you know, touchdowns to three interceptions. And shout out to Josh Johnson, man. Nothing. There's there's nothing that makes me happier outside of starting quarterbacks than the um, 
hang around lifetime backup quarterback, black quarterback. I love it because that is true progress. You know what I mean? Josh Johnson is true progress. I'm and I'm being honest. Like, oh no, like, I love it. I love I, it. I, 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 oh man, Josh is my man. That yeah, dude, I, I tell you what. His his first couple of years, like he would kill it on Madden. I'm just saying that dude mm-hmm. had abilities. Low Great key, to watch in college too. But, but my point my point is, you know, these guys, these Mike White steps in, and he's got five touchdown passes. No, I believe it's eight. I believe the Jets have eight touchdown passes. I mean, Jared Goff got eight touchdowns Mike, on an eight team. Yo, like, Mike at least White has an excuse because their team's garbage. What's Baker's excuse? Well, so is Jared Goff, but I mean, that's neither. Mike, I mean, no, Jared Goff isn't great, but like. At least he's on a really bad team. But Jared Goff doesn't. Jared Goff doesn't tell anybody he's great. Nobody yeah. tells me Jared Goff is great. And the team is performing the up to their team. expectations. I mean, yeah. being honest. Yeah. And so I, I'm just saying it just kills me. Like yeah. <laughs> someone on my Twitter, someone on my Twitter last week got a great line. They said Mike White because uh, I called him a creative player. I yeah, didn't know I saw who he was. that. Yep. And they said they said yeah, he's a creative player. Before you change the name. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and you said, um, what was it like, ra- like generic pocket passer? Generic pocket passer, Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she, Mike White's got five touchdown passes. That's all I'm saying. Um, in like two, I, in, I, a game and a half, and Baker and here, played every game. I know. All I know. And here, Browns fans, let me save you the trouble. I know because you run the ball, blah, blah, blah. You had 10 points last week. If you had 30 points last week and Baker doesn't throw a touchdown, I don't care. You had 10. You could have used a touchdown pass last week. That's all I'm saying. All right, Perez, you nominate a game to watch this week. And then we'll we'll destroy Honestly, it. Like I, we I think we, we talked about the game. I mean that that Browns that Browns Bengals game is intriguing because I think this not that this is it for Baker, but like it, it's it's getting to that point because you know they got rid of the distraction in Odell. So like let's see if he hey let's see what you could do now with you know uh, without Odell and all that. And so uh, but again another game. I mean. Uh, if I had to pick another game to, to uh, Carolina New England, Carolina I like New England is something because uh, the Patriots. I mean, Matt Jones has McCorkle's been McCorkle. <laughs> McCorkle might be the best looking rookie quarterback. Oh, but it's not even close. And I it's think not, it's not even close. And like he's you know, played, he's played a top half, top half of the league quarterback this year. He's played yeah, really, he, really, really he's well. Played solid. Solid football. The mo- I mean, we've seen the struggles of all the rookie quarterbacks, and obviously the situations are different. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've seen Justin Fields go through his ups and downs, but that to me, that's that's a whole offense, and you know, Matt Nagy and all organizational that. And, problem. You know, yeah. Lawrence is 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 with Urban down in Florida, and we know how that's gone so far over there in Jacksonville. So McCorkle has been in the best position, you know. Uh, so uh, I, I, the Panthers, you know. I know um, they're going through like a little weird phase. I mean, they started off good, you know, and Darnold looked really great. And I was like, oh, they finally got out of the Jets. And now I don't know if he's going to play. I know um, and he, he's had some his, you know, his, in, you know, uh, interception prones again. And it's kind of looked like, you know, what he looked like with the Jets. Um, but I'm just looking interested to see how if the Patriots just come out and just run over them. And I think this could be, you know, I know, I think it's in Carolina, but still, I, I still think, um, I don't think McCaffrey's going to go. I think he's still a week away. Um, the wide receivers, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson's been a huge disappointment for the Panthers. And um, so I, I'm willing to see, I, I think this could be a game where the Patriots can take a step forward and be a serious playoff team. 
you know, where early on, and it's crazy. They've lost, I think they lost, they already lost four home games. They probably haven't did done lost four home games in the last 15 years of Tom Brady, like at, at, especially in a regular season. So to me, this is, this is an interesting matchup. I want to see how the Patriots look. I think they could dominate this game because the pa- Panthers just seem like they're, they're wounded. And especially, I think PJ Walker is going to start a quarterback for the Panthers. So, um, you know, XFL legend. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, uh, so I think I, I am looking forward to see how the Patriots do because uh, they, they could they could definitely take a step forward and, and look like the legit playoff team, right? So uh, I'm looking forward to that matchup. Yeah, I I, I agree. This is a big game for uh, to see, but like it's it's one of my, my storylines. This is which one of these teams is going to take that step forward, Stephen? Mm-hmm. What do you think about this game? I mean, Stephon Gilmore revenge game. Anybody? Oh, I mean, yeah. you, you have that whole. Uh, you know, Stefan wants to, you know, uh, to do some stuff. With, you know, uh, get some picks because Belichick likes trading everyone. So uh, <laughs> it's always a revenge game for for expatriates who get traded by Belichick. I mean, is Stefan Gilmore up against a rookie quarterback? He, he he still has a whole another half of the field that he can work with though against this you know this Panthers defense, but. <laughs> It, it's going to be interesting, and, you know, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, obviously I was kind of leading the charge against the McCorkle being a first-round talent this year. I still don't know. I still have my reservations on is it really him or is it just the fact that he went to probably the best situation possible for him going to going he's, to New he's England. Playing he's playing pretty He's playing really football. well. I'm not he trying to take – He looks – he looks – he looks solid. He, he looks, looks like solid. a really good quarterback, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um but I mean that that's a fair that's a fair game. I think the the NFC South is kind of opening up a little bit more yeah. than what it was. I mean, still you, you still have the Bucks there. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the Bucks are probably not the the class of that. I think they're you know, waiting for playoffs. Game. The Bucks. I think they're in playoff mode already. Like yeah, I mean, it, in all honesty, we'll probably see them start taking more of a a lead against that. But still, you know, that that wild card spot could be open for one of these teams. And I mean, if you look at the the NFC South right now, the Saints are five and two, the Panthers are four and four, and the Falcons are three and four. So if the Panthers get to that five and four territory, start stringing some wins together, they're already coming off of a win right now. So trying to establish momentum and Jeff, you opened up the show with that establishing momentum at this point in the season is, is important, right? Because it, it's all fine and good. If you start the season off 10 and 0, like say the Pittsburgh Steelers did last year. Right. But the last half of the season probably has a little bit more added weight and value in terms of where, how your team is performing. You don't want to enter a playoff scenario where you're on the decline. You want to hit the season in stride at the right moment and that's where we can start seeing some of these teams here, like, you know, the Panthers or the Patriots. Do they start establishing themselves within their own divisions first and then, you know, obviously up against their conference? Yeah, I, I think the most competitive game coming to uh, is the the Purple Bowl, the uh, Ravens-Vikings game. It's Vikings. Mm. They're in Baltimore. The last time we saw Baltimore, um, they looked terrible, but we've seen them look great. Uh, it's it's weird. They they need to figure something out on offense. Um, Hollywood Brown can't be your go to wide receiver uh, for Lamar. He's he's made more mistakes than people think. Even though he's doing a good job, I, I know the potentials there. But it's also I need to see I need to see less Lamar pouting on the sideline after after you know punts and and misplays and stuff. And I need to see more of him 
you know, the San Diego uh, or the Los Angeles Chargers game, Lamar. Um, the Vikings are out of the – I think the Vikings are pretty much out of the playoff hunt if they lose this game, and I think they're a good team. I don't yeah. think they want to be. I think, this to me, this is the most even game on the entire schedule. So I'm uh, I'm uh, definitely watching the Ravens. I'll, I'll be watching it anyway because you know, I live with a Ravens fan, but um, definitely a game to watch. Um, you know, the Vikings forward. are so, like – they're so tough to figure out right? because you look at their team and the roster, you're like, this team is on paper, on paper, this team should be, you know, on the class of the division, right. Of, of the NFC North. Oh, yeah. They're just disappointed. Like the Cowboys game was their opportunity to just take that game. Everyone was like, all right, the Cowboys are going to lose, um, you know, Cooper rush there, you know, and then they just fall flat on their face against yeah. the Cowboys. Like that's inexcusable. In, and it was, uh, it was, in Minnesota. So it's like, yeah. How do you let that happen? This is your chance to, all right, get, you know, take a step forward to get in the playoffs and you let Cooper rush. You like, again, you, like Cooper, it, it's just Cooper. unacceptable. And I, I feel like if they lose this game and they continue to go down, you know, spiral, I think, I think Zimmer's on the hot seat. Oh, I think it's, I, it's I, been I, that I'm way for the past couple of seasons. I think they would have to win a playoff game to keep Zimmer's job. And, yeah, I, and it, not it, just it lose one. Point where to, they may be tuning him out because he's one of those yeah. coaches, hard-nosed coaches, and he's been around for a little bit now. And oh, yeah. maybe, you know, we all know how those type of coaches are. You, they, they wear out a team, and, yep. and maybe this is the case where – He's just wearing them out, and it's just time for a change. But if they continue to go, I think it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely let, on the hottest of hot seats if they lose. He'll be game. a fine defensive coordinator somewhere. Oh, he's, you know, he, he's an elite yeah. defensive coordinator. We saw them in Cincinnati, what he did, right, yeah. as a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator and all that. So that might be his role, but I think – this is this is a this is going nothing to wrong with that, man. We but talk about right. quarterbacks like like you know it's okay that you're not you know the upper echelon quarterback. You gotta you gotta. You got to live in, in in the area that you can contribute yes. in, and same thing yes. with coaches, man. Wade Phillips, I was talking about him earlier as a head coach, not that dude. As a defense coordinator, anybody would be crazy not to want him on their team. That's, yeah, it's just two different jobs coaches that are defensive coordinators. They're coordinators, right? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. let's look at it this way: if if Sean McVay has got the Vikings roster, they're not th- they're not three and four uh, with the talent they have. I no, think the Vikings no. have a really, 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 really good chance of winning this game. I don't think I'm going to pick them, you know, but uh, I just I need to see Lamar. I I, I just I, it, he's so frustrating because he is so talented and. There's, I mean, there's absolute greatness within him that his coaches need to bring out, um, and and he's doing great. The kid is still. Let's keep in mind, Lamar Jackson is still younger than Joe Burrow. Even like he, Lamar Jackson is a baby in quarterback years, mm-hmm. and he's doing great. I have no worries about him for the future. But I without need any see, real weapons, other than I, I need to see. Yeah, I need to see him start taking baby steps though, because the talent's there. But I need to see him. St- Take some start taking. I baby think Bateman getting him. healthy helps him a lot because he was finding Bateman, Rashad yeah. Bateman, uh, who they yeah. drafted. Yes, um, he found them a lot last week, and I know Bateman's questionable. Being in Minnesota, game, but you know, I think getting him healthy is huge because wow. they just have Hollywood Brown right now. I am not I, and, and, and Andrews. I don't and think Andrews. it's I don't think it's going to happen. But I am not against the Ravens getting OBJ. I think that would be a I've been good. Saying. I think that would be a receiver that could be like. He he would see the talent Lamar and go because Lamar can make all the throws. That's the mm-hmm. difference. Yeah, he has, and not. so he can see the talent in Lamar. And I think he could be like, dude, trust me, I will. Like he's he kind of remind he 
if OBG, OBG, I keep calling him, I apologize. <laughs> if Odell decides that he wants to be, he can be a, a version of Steve Smith that we got to where he knows how to play the game so well. He knows where he can get open. He can tell his quarterback, trust me, I will be there, throw the ball. I can find that hole in the zone and blah, blah, blah. I honestly think that he could be a good pickup for this team if it's if it's the Beckham that I think we have now, so I, I'm 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 be a I'm fast not offense, that. dude. It would be a super fast offense with OBJ. I love that fit. There's about five teams that I think that he would be super good on, and, and yeah. Baltimore being one I, of them. Yeah, I just I think that Lamar he could really really get the, a lot out of Lamar Jackson. So so yeah, just in general, you know, I'm cutting. You know, we're it's the NFL. We're we're watching these, you know, games with teams like you know you you brought up the, you know the Saints. Uh, you know the Saints, if they can win, you know they don't have Winston. It, they're not going to have Winston, so that's um, you know that's weird. You're going to be watching that. the Falcons if they go Philip Rivers maybe if the eight hey, well that'd be a good spot if the Falcons yeah. get. But if the Falcons get to four and four, they're not dead yet. Kids. He got too many kids. Yeah, you, know? you got time. Um, <laughs> I, I find that pretty offensive. I, I still, I still do, I still I do mean, work with. You're not at his number though, Stephen. I hope you don't get to that number for yeah. your, for your sake, for your psyche. I hope you don't get to that number. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the Bills auto squash the Jaguars, Dolphins, Texans, nobody cares. Uh, Raiders. Jeff, Giants. I got one more that I think is ahead, a, is a really good one to watch, and uh, I'll keep it NFC West. That Arizona 49ers game, I, I think, has. A lot of implications, right? Because back too for the 49ers, too. Do what now? George Kittle's playing. Oh, Kittle, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the the, the Cardinals are trying to figure out, you know, how, what to do with all these weapons on the offensive end. Adding Zach Ertz was a, is a huge get, they didn't really give up a whole lot to get him. And Kyler Murray, that health aspect is one of the areas that I want to focus in on, too, because for all the knocks that we can give the 49ers, uh, you know, injury concerns, things like that on their end too. Defensively, they still have the horses to be able to get it done, right? And so you don't want the wrong guy on on San Francisco with the yes. open lane to Kyler Murray or, or that would spell trouble, right? And, you know, San Francisco coming off of a win against Chicago is a big win, right? So we're, again, Jeff, that momentum aspect, I think that, you know, 49ers win this game. The complexion of that NFC West looks a lot different. And then overall, maybe even for the entire NFC, uh, depending on what the outcome of that matchup looks like. So that's another one, kind of a, a, a sleeper game, if you will, uh, for, between those two. No, no, no. I think I think that's an important one. Um, I think that I think for everything you said, this is a big deal for the Cardinals. This can be a game that can honestly change their season because of everything you said. The 49ers will will beat you up. They haven't. They haven't played to their potential. Um, I'm kind of over giving them a break every week, but that doesn't mean that they're still not a physical team. That doesn't mean that, you know, my man Fred's not out there running around, you know, yeah. you know wrecking fools. Um, I, you're right. This is one of those to where if Kyler Murray makes one wrong decision, uh, it could shorten his season. I think that's I think that's a real problem. So that, that you, you, gotta, you always got to watch these divisions. Is he playing? I know he's like super questionable. Like, Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's confirmed yet. They, I think they probably won't till game time. If I'm San Francisco, I don't want any, or excuse me, if I'm Arizona, I don't want anybody knowing when I'm going to be starting Kyler Murray. I oh, don't well, want you wait till the last second. Yeah, yeah. You so if he does play, um, even if he doesn't play, you're not going to know till last minute. But especially if he does play, you're going to kind of keep that uh, mystery hidden because you don't want anyone with a full week of preparation against a, a Kyler Murray who may 
still be, you know, kind of nursing an injury. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, for I sure. agree. I agree. And one thing about that, um, I'm tired of giving Kyle Shanahan passes too. He's another one. He's an offensive genius. Um, <laughs> way too many passes. Like, there's always excuses. All right, oh well, they got all these injuries and all that. But it's like, okay, last season it was a Super lot Bowl of year, injuries. He hasn't really done anything with his teams, and he's had and he has talent. They have this is a talented squad on both sides of the football. So like, he gets too many passes too, Kyle Shanahan. I know yes. he's boy genius, and his dad was a was a two time Super Bowl champion coach. But it's time to let's to stop giving him passes because he gets way too many passes too. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you know I, I think his his runs coming to an end unless they do something you know towards the end of the year. But but who knows? All right, so now we've covered a lot of games. Really decent week in the NFL once you really talk it out. Better than college football this week. College football Even this week. Thursday, Baltimore yeah. short turnaround against Miami. Yeah. I mean, the short turnarounds are never good. Who knows? Miami's a, I don't even have time to get into that dumpster fire. <laughs> Matt, you talk, sure? about making, you talk about making mistakes in, in drafting. Wow. Um, across the board with them guys. So this week, instead of the pick six, we're doing the shooters pick five. And this is the shooter shoot basketball on the offtheballnetwork.com. He does his five games uh, to watch every week. And so – Go there, go to offballnetwork.com, check out uh, Kenneth's page. And he, you know, he's got a much better breakdown. He's got the point spreads and all this about these games. But we are just going to pick them as our uh, pick them this week. So uh, we've talked about most of these games. And there's, you know what, we'll, the number, the fifth game, we may talk about a little bit after we pick it um, okay. if we have time. Uh, number one, Patriots versus Panthers. Stephen, who you got? I like the I like the Patriots. I just think that they're finding their stride a little bit better. Uh, you know, Carolina opened up the season. Chris, as you so eloquently stated earlier, that th- they looked like they were doing something, and now they're almost in a bit of an identity crisis. Quarterback changes. Jeff, you pointed out that's the most important position on the football field. The 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 Patriots have less questions, in my opinion, than the Panthers and. With less questions, it means more certainty. More certainty equals victory, in my opinion, with the Patriots. Nice. Prez. Agree. I'm on the same boat. I think uh, Patriots are clicking. Uh, Panthers, just too inconsistent. Darnold's probably not playing. Uh, No CMC, most likely. So I think the Patriots come in to Carolina, take care of business, and, and to keep rolling. Wow, this is breaking news that CMC is not playing a game. I can't imagine. Yeah. Wow. Has, he's did that just happen? Did we just I, find I, that out? Or? Everything I've been reading, he's still super questionable, but I don't see him playing. He's not playing. I mean, most likely, he's another week away, but he could make his recovery Belichick. and play, yeah. but most likely, he's not going to play. So, I mean, that's a huge fact. And we've seen how they look without him. They don't look good at all without him. Especially Darnold, he's been awful without CMC. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just from what I'm reading, looks like he's probably yeah. out another week. Yeah, he's a running back. He's not playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got, the, I got the Patriots too. Uh, you guys touched on it. They're, they're just clicking right now. Kind of figured it out. They know what to do with uh, Mac Jones. Uh, feels like the relationships there. So I think this is just this is this particular week is it's a bad matchup. Patriots win. Number two, we talked about it just a second ago. Vikings at Ravens. Uh, Stephen, who you got? I like the Ravens. Um, I just think that their defense is still questionable to me as far as what they're doing this season. But I think Minnesota still has that same, you know, uncertainty. I think that when it comes down to this matchup is which quarterback do I trust more um, in a big moment? 
And I think that we have seen Lamar Jackson, despite all of his flaws that people want to put out, despite, you know, the fact that he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet <laughs> this young in his career, you know, he's an MVP. I think that with the game on the line, I trust Lamar Jackson way more than I trust uh, Kirk Cousin, as evident as last week, even um, if you can point that out. Right. So I think that Lamar Jackson, he's just going to do too much on the football field, whether it be with his arm or his legs. Um, he still has Mark Andrews. I don't know of any linebacker on Minnesota who's going to be able to keep up or even a, even a safety who's going to be able to keep up with Andrews. And ultimately, I think that it's going to be that Jackson-Andrews connection that's going to carry them to victory. Fair enough. Prez? Um, I, part of me wants to take the Vikings, but I, I don't trust them. Um, Dalvin's been another, you know, uh, another running back that's, you know, been hurt, <laughs> you know. Uh, you so guys I, make my job so easy. <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, you know we should do a show just on running backs and how we truly feel about them, and that, that would be a fun show to do. You but, mean that all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in the league? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like Jonathan Taylor. He's, he's good. I, I know, but, but that's what I'm, yeah, that's so what I'm saying. Though, much, like that's where uh, we're at now. Yeah, you would yeah. never see a season start and then eight weeks in we've boosted now now all the Derek Carr is the quarterback Derek Carr's the, the best quarterback yeah 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 I'm gonna go to the Ravens here I think they take care of business I think Lamar has a, as a as a solid game I think Mark Andrews does what he does on a weekly basis I think they take care of it but but like I said the Vikings man they're just heckle and jive like we don't you don't know what you're gonna get with them um they should they they could win this game by th- by 20. But then they could lose the game in a heartbreaking fashion. So real quick, I don't know if I've ever read the Heckle and Jive book. Yeah, I, I heard about that too. Yeah. I didn't, what is it? Whatever that saying is, I don't know. Jekyll and Hyde. I think it's yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. There you go. Uh, Talk about even more of an identity crisis, though. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I love. No, I love it. We're keeping it. That's a that's <laughs> a Heckle and Jive. That's a Heckle and Jive situation. <laughs> um, I'm going. I'll say it. I'm going Vikings, and for this reason, the uh, Ravens get exposed by the big play passing game and you got Jefferson coming in and cousins. That's the one thing they do. Jefferson's going to call his uh, Jamar chase up in Cincinnati and be like, dude, you had 200. What'd you do? And Jamar's going to be like, well, this is what I did because Jamar's going to want to help them beat the Ravens. And so I think Jefferson is, is that I don't, I don't think the Ravens have an answer for uh, Thielen or Jefferson. I, I really think that it could get away from them. Again, I, I, um, it's a real problem. It's a real problem. The Ravens defensive backs, you know, they're always yeah. banged up. It's, I, th- I think they're going to get exposed. I think the health issues of the Ravens, the lack of talent or the lack of, you know, big play, you know, guys and everything, I think it's all going to get exposed this week. They don't have a running back. I mean, the Ravens are, are really are holding this thing together, you know, by uh, fishing Paper on and duct tape and at this point. Yeah. yeah. I got, I got the Vikings just because I, I just think they're, just in a better situation right now. So, uh, number three, Browns Bengals. Um, this is this is actually a pretty good one. Um, Steven, you go first, man. Uh, you're the biggest Browns fan here, so you, you tell us. Despite the fandom that I do have um, <laughs> with the Cleveland Browns, I'm going to have to put my bias aside and pick the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I just think that the connection between Burrow, Chase, T. Higgins is probably due for a big game this week as well. Um, you know, Joe Mixon at the running back spot. I mean, the biggest question to me with with Cincinnati is, is can their defense stop an offense? Well, I mean, right now, could you, as far as teams that you hear are contenders to some degree, um, could you 
have a better matchup than a team that only put up 10 points against Pittsburgh the previous week. I mean, that in my in my opinion, like now all of a sudden doubt is surrounding Cincinnati because hey, that they're a football team and they lost a game in in one week. I mean, that never happens in the NFL. Um, what better way to bounce back than a team that has kind of an identity crisis right now with Cleveland? So with again less less questions equals more certainty, more certainty equals victory. I'm riding with Cincy this week. Nice, Prez. Simple, yeah. I'm going with Cincy. I think they bounce back. That Jets loss is, you know, that one's not not a good. That's not that was not a good loss. Um, Look at what Tennessee did after they lost to the Jets. Yeah, yeah Tennessee. I mean, they, we see what how Tennessee has bounced back um, after that Jets loss, and you know, I think they bounce back big time and they they take care of business. I think uh, Cleveland's just like I said, a dandy crisis. They don't, you know, uh, running backs are banged up. You know, no OBJ now. I think I think uh, Cincinnati bounce back ha- and has a big uh, have a big day and they take care of business. So I'm go- I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Yeah, I got Cincinnati too. I just think they're I think they're a better football team, top to bottom. I I, I don't I think yeah. if these teams play ten times, Cincinnati wins seven or eight of them. I just I just yeah. think they're they're in a better that. position. They got a better quarterback, just a cr- better receivers. Like there's really not one phase of the game. Well, defensive line, Cleveland's got a better defense. Yeah. Line. Cleveland's offensive line's great. Um, yeah, Cincinnati is not Cincinnati won't get to Mayfield, I doubt it. Um, but I think they'll clog the lanes. Their linebackers are pretty quick. Defensive backs have been playing faster. I think it's I think it's a bad matchup for for Baker. I guess Cincinnati winning pretty handily, honestly. I don't even th- I think over under one and a half touchdowns for him. Over. Does he get does he get two? Oh, hmm. for Baker? Under. Yeah. Under. I'll say yeah, I'll go Thunder. I, I want to say over because I think that it'll be they might be junk touchdowns, but I don't even think he gets those. I think this this could be a game screen passes. And I stuff, will go yeah. so far as to say this is a game that by the fourth quarter there is a lot of talk about what's wrong in Cleveland. I'll, I'll go so far as to say that I think that's what's going to happen here. I think this sets up for a, a bad. You know, just just everything. I really think at the by the end of this game, you've got a dejected Mayfield, you've got guys shaking their heads, uh, you've you've got all these things. I, I honestly think that's the kind of game we're gonna have. I'm feeling uh, like a 17 point victory in, yeah. in this matchup, Jeff. It's truth be told. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like, the, I don't like this at all for the Browns. But we'll see, we'll see. They've they've stepped up before, you know, and and proved me wrong. So uh, number four, uh, we talked about it: the Cardinals and 49ers. I. Do not know if Murray's playing or not, so I guess just pick it based on your best guess. Um, I'm still going to rock with the the Cardinals, despite I just think that the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball is, is overwhelming. Uh, defensively, I know that they lost J.J. White. Um, I still believe that this defense is good enough to get it done against uh, against the the Niners. And there, again, there's the questions coming out of. Uh, out of San Francisco as well. So uh, I'm going to be rocking with the Cardinals. I think that their offense, even even if Murray is out, they just have too much um, to to <laughs> they have too much for the other team to account for on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm still going to go with Arizona. Brez, I'm going with the upset. I'm gonna go with the upset. I'm gonna Man, go. With the I was gonna pick the upset. I'm gonna go with the upset. I've con- I've gone chalk here. Um, I think Murray, you know, being really banged up, um, their wide receiver, AJ Green's out. 
Um, Hopkins, I think, is also questionable, too. So they're banged up right now. They really are banged up. And I think the 49ers are getting healthy um, at the right spot. And I think they could sneak up on Arizona. Arizona, you know, um, tough loss to, to the Packers last week. Um, I think the 49ers, you know, Debo's played great. You know, uh, he, he's shown some really uh, breakout ability. Um, I think Garoppolo gets the job done. You know, even though I'm not a big Garoppolo guy, um, I, I think they take care of business. I think they, they get the upset. You know, Warner is, you know, a, a, a monster on, on defense. He's all over the field. I mean, last week, I mean, he, it feels like he he's just one of those dudes always around the football. Like, Seaball, you know, Seaball get the ball, and that's just him. And I, he's, that's what I love about him. He, he's the best linebacker in football, I believe. He's so, a he's approaching uh, Aaron Donald for best defensive player in the in the league, he's uh, giving in, you those, in my um, opinion, you know, Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley type vibes at that linebacker. Keekley, Keekley yeah. is a great, yeah, he's very Keekley like um, Bobby Smart. Wagner. Man. Guys who are always around the football, like they just you don't know how they get there. Defensive but quarterbacks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and he's good in coverage. He's good in the run game. He just he's what you want in a linebacker, right? We see the days of the you know the the, the thumpers are are kind of gone. With linebackers, and you need to be able to 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 you know drop back in coverage and stop the run, and he could do that. And he he's he's a phenomenal linebacker, so I think he has a big game too. And I think the 49ers um, take care of business and they pull off the upset over Arizona. Yeah, I'm with Pres on this one. I got San Francisco. Uh, Arizona only won by seven at home the last time these two teams met. I think. I, I just I, I already said I have doubts about Murray's health. I don't know if necessarily know that an Arizona loss in this game means doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. I just think San Francisco is just it's just kind of you get the gut feeling they're just they're at home. That that's a weird place to play just because of the weather and um you know so many different things. I just think this is one of those to where Arizona just you know gets got. San Francisco looks better for a week, and then things will probably right to ship in like three weeks. So I, I got San Francisco winning. So well, and to y'all's point, this game has a lot more weighing on it for San Francisco than it does Arizona. They need yes. more. Yeah, they do need it. Even yeah. though Arizona could be in second place by next week because it's because you know them and the the Rams are just going back at it. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all that. And, yeah, you uh, don't want to drop any games in this division. That's what I think this is kind yeah. of 49ers last stand. This is it. I, I don't yeah. give them much chance now, but this is this is definitely it. They have to win this one. Um the last game, uh, this is interesting. Um, we're going to talk about Packers Chiefs real quick uh, before we get out of here. We're going to pick it. Uh, we may touch on it. And we'll, so uh, Packers Chiefs, uh, Packers without Aaron Rodgers for w- <laughs> because. and mm-hmm. Reasons. It, Reasons. <laughs> I'll start off saying we're all going to pick the Chiefs, I think. Um, I, I mean, I'll give you guys a chance, but it's like it's obvious that when you when you your Hall of Fame quarterback, the most important player on your team's not there. You know, and you're playing against the Chiefs who desperately need a win. I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. The Chiefs are a a flawed team. I I don't see them making you know a run at the division. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Their their defense is is rough. Andy Reid's coaching style. He just his teams always just get. I I think that his teams get have fun and they like playing for Andy Reid. But I think it's also kind of easy. And uh, this team looks like a team that just doesn't have the importance, you know, that other teams have in the league. And that's how I feel about it. I watched the Eagles go through it for years. I guarantee you that, you know, let's say it happens this season when Andy Reid's gone or gets fired or however it's going to go down. Every player on the team is going to tell you how much they love him. They wouldn't play for anybody else. That 
that doesn't mean that he is he's getting exposed for some of his coaching flaws that he's had for years, how I feel about the Chiefs. But I do think they win this game and keep themselves alive. And then I think the Packers, I don't think the drama, the Aaron Rodgers drama of the week really weighs on him that much because I don't think players get caught up in it like like um, fans and the media do. But I do think that there is something to the fact that I, I don't care what Aaron Rodgers' reasons were, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. What he did, he's not on the field for a team's game because of choices he made mm-hmm. above the team's best interest. And I said it in the, you know, the summer when he did it that hurt the team. I said it, you know, all fall. Now he's not in a game. And if they lose a game, it'll be directly because Aaron Rodgers made a personal decision you know, against the team's wishes that cost him a football game. So that's what I'll say about it. So, Stephen, Chiefs. So a couple different ways I could go on that. You know, Jeff, you did a really good job of just kind of putting it all out there, man. Um, I'll stick with the Aaron Rodgers aspect of it first. Let's not forget that this team has has neglected him to some degree as far as building around him because now we're finally getting to see – the debut of their number one overall draft pick from a few seasons back in love again, because of the decisions that Rogers made, but here we could be seeing Rogers play with another wide receiver, uh, you know, a, a talented running back, maybe a better, you know, linebacker on their field. Cause they just made a cut at linebacker this past week too. Right. So I, I understand that this is not just a one-off decision from Aaron Rodgers. at the same time though, this isn't him just like, oh, okay, like, Things are fine and dandy in in Green Bay. And so I take the action and put it to the side. You know, that's that's kind of a divisive conversation, depending on who you are. You know, and and I agree with that. But let's just say that he made let's just say he made another decision. Right. That wasn't what it is. And it took him away from the football field. I think that people would feel differently because they would say, well, look at what Green Bay hasn't done for him so far. You know, that's. You know that I think that's a cop out. I know that you do, but I'm here's just saying, what I'll say about. It. Let I me, think let that me there say are enough that. people. I think that Look. there are enough people that if it wasn't for the reason that it is, I think oh, yeah, that there yeah, would yeah. be more people at his defense. No, no. As all and here's what, and I just I want to clarify. Here's here's it doesn't matter what the rule is. Here's what Rogers did. He went against an NFL rule. He's in a union that is agreed on by yep. the NFLPA. He went against it. He broke a rule. Whether I don't care what the rule is. And, he, and he's not going to be on the field possibly two weeks and possibly mm-hmm. hurt his team because of it. It doesn't matter what the rule is. That's that's my problem with what Rogers did. And, I, that, and I agree with that. I'm just saying here's what I I'll think say. Carson, more people Carson, would be in Carson his Carson Wentz isn't getting his team in trouble. That's all I'm saying about Aaron Rodgers. 100%. But also, Carson Wentz has a lot more to prove right now than Aaron Rodgers does Well, that's well. the problem with Aaron Rodgers. That's and, Aaron Rodgers in a nutshell. He doesn't care. He does not care. And again, I think it's because of the fact that he and enough people feel like they haven't yeah. really done enough to build around an Aaron Rodgers. And, I and would, that's all I'm trying to real say. Real quick, it's, I would yep. argue this is precisely the reason they drafted Love. This is precisely the reason because they know who Aaron Rodgers is and they knew at any minute he could walk away on this team. And that's, that's exactly what I'll say. And, and that's fair. But now we're getting to see Love play against Kansas City. And Which is a Jeff, big moment, yeah. It's a huge moment, and and what's the what's one of the most dangerous things to have to game plan around? 
a quarterback that you have that no you've film never on. seen yep, a quarterback absolutely. that we, we just saw this last week jeff where it was the it was the week of the backup quarterback the, the mike white show baby does what? that continue now because let's let's not pretend that i think yes, it could green bay could be better absolutely like they could have they could do a better job than drafting the second best cornerback out of a college oh, on a sure. team in the first round like they could be drafting legit weapons for a guy like aaron Rodgers, which again is why i i sympathize a little bit for him he's not like my heart's not breaking for him but i understand some of the points that he makes now with that being said like jordan love doesn't have as much weapons but he still has one of the most talented wide receivers in the entire nfl and Devonte adams on his team right now against a team with a whole lot of questions right and so with that being said i do think that there's a sneaky chance that green bay can walk out of this game the victors because what does Kansas City have to game plan around? They don't have like they can't game plan for anything because no one they, knows what love looks like game, in the NFL. No, and they don't game plan anyway on defense. Like I, I see your point. I I yeah, I shouldn't say that Green Bay doesn't have a chance. I just think Kansas City is going to win. And I'm I'll be the I'll be the odd duck. I'm going to go with Green Bay for nice. for all the reasons that I stated that they're last week showed me in particular maybe I'm, I'm in my feels a little bit, but last week showed me that like if you can't game plan for a quarterback, you're no, probably going to lose. Yeah, and that defense is is struggling. You got you know Matthew out there going mm-hmm. crazy, worried more about people being out of position than he has his job, like all kinds of things. Um, I totally see it. Prez, how you feel about this game? Um, I lost my train of thought. What game were we talking about? <laughs> Green Bay, Kansas City. Green Bay, Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would just. Uh, I think. Remember when um, Aaron Rodgers. Had his, I know Brett Favre got hurt in this game, but when he had that, when he played against the Cowboys and he had that mold, that breakout, kind of a breakout game, and then people were like, okay, we feel comfortable that we can, we can let let Aaron be the guy. This could be the game for Jordan Love to for the Packers it to be. It should like, be. It, it would be so be. Green Bay. <laughs> it would be so like, Green Bay. They, they could feel comfortable with letting Jordan Love take the reins next year because obviously we know this, this could be Aaron Rodgers' last hurrah with the Packers. This is the game for Jordan Love to be like, okay, let me show them that I'm, I was worthy of being a first-round pick and that they feel comfortable me for me to be the future franchise quarterback of this team for for Jordan Love this need he needs to come out slinging and show them that he's that dude and if he comes out and shows that he's not then they might have to you know reconsider some things with with Aaron or or yeah. maybe a quarterback in the future but for Jordan Love like you said they don't there's no film on him either so like we see like like Steven you mentioned before last week you know Mike White and all these backup quarterbacks you know slinging the ball winning football games for Jordan Love, this is an opportunity for him to to show the Packers, hey, we we're gonna be all right, right? We're gonna have the same thing. Y'all were okay when Brett Favre gave the reins to Aaron. Y'all gonna be all right giving the reins well, to Aaron. Took them, yeah. took, him, took the reins, and and so I think for Jordan Love, this is an opportunity of a lifetime to to grab it and be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna be the guy going forward. You and guys- he's. Yeah, and he's been there long enough. He ought to take advantage of this and play really well. And another thing about this, and and this isn't this isn't necessarily just a one off game for Jordan Love. We could have a if if Aaron Rodgers decides that he's not going to go through the protocols set forth, he's not going to play the rest of the year. Right. 
Like that's just the facts. Like if he's if he decides like I am not going to wear a mask to the press conference and things like that that he's chosen, that's that's all good for Aaron Rodgers, but he's not going to be allowed to play football. Yeah, you so, have to you know, play by the rules. It, it just that's it's just that's that's what this boils down to. This is rules and if he decides that he doesn't want to play by them, that's good for him, but he is not going to be able to play football the rest of the year. I don't think it is said and done that Rodgers is going to come back and 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 do things by the book to play this season. Yeah. I, I I think he's the type of you know I think he's the type of guy that might be like nope, I'm not you know I'm not doing it. I I believe in everything I said. I'm not wearing you know a mask in post game and things like that. And I'm not doing the separation you know in the film rooms because now they're going to be under the hot seat. They're going to be watching obviously now that you know so. Um, I we don't will not necessarily, see you Sunday, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that this is Jordan Love's last game with the Packers. So uh, it's it's extremely interesting. Philip so, Rivers, uh, anyone? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh my God, you and Rivers, man. No, no. <laughs> that dude's probably in the playoffs now. The high school playoffs. I imagine his team is really good. Oh, um, dude, yeah. All right, guys. Um, we covered the games. That was the pick five. Thank you, Kenneth. Um, everyone, go to offtheballnetwork.com and read the articles. Um, they go way more in depth and explain everything. Um, if you love basketball, read the basketball articles. There's something for everyone there. Uh, things are really kicking right now at the network. We're having a great time. Uh, you know what? You, you gentlemen, uh, tell them what you uh, got going on right now uh, for the future and your shows and things like that. Well, first off, Jeff, you know, always good to be able to talk to you, man. It was good to be back on CU Sunday. Um, my first appearance since being back, uh, you know, been taking a sabbatical of sorts away from football i've been diving deeper into basketball not just the nba but now this year chris and i are co-hosting a a nba draft show that's going to be going all year long right so we just had a great show with albert gim of the draft Dak podcast and of the no ceilings team that he is a part of that was a great show that's already out and available for anybody who is interested in checking that podcast out just go anywhere you get your podcast look up draft capital um, you'll see like this building with a basketball in front with two banners that say draft capital. Uh, we've had two great guests. We had Albert Gim, as I mentioned. We also had his teammate over at No Ceilings, Tyler Rucker on. That's a great show. This week, we're going to be having Sam Ferris of the Draft Dummies uh, podcast, which also airs on the Locked On Podcast Network. So, you know, another big, great guest for us. Um, I'm also working on my full court report for all you uh, NBA fans out there. It's just kind of the week that was in the NBA. And that should be dropping this weekend as well. Um, a lot of interesting things happening. So like Jeff had already said, go to offtheballnetwork.com for all of your sports needs. We keep it real for the real fans out there. And Jeff, again, you're a true pro. Anytime I get to link up with you, man, it's a good day. So I appreciate you having me. Always my pleasure. Prez, um, what you got going on this week, man? I know you're a busy dude. Yeah, man, just doing stuff for the network, you know, behind the scenes stuff, you know, trying to trying to keep growing it you know uh um did uh i did, had a podcast with uh my guy justin from the above the rim great um, show by the way i appreciate that we that dropped uh that was on thursday the live show and the pod dropped yesterday and then obviously draft capital we did yesterday uh which was which is a ton of fun and and it's always the, the draft is always near and dear to my heart because that's kind Love of what that that's what got my pod going so whenever I could talk draft, I, I always um, I'm always down for that because that's near and dear to my heart. Um, but yeah, you could just catch that draft capital off the ball, off the ball network, all, all these you know, all, all the entities you know, uh, and obviously check out everyone's uh, 
you know, great content at, at the website, offtheballnetwork.com. You know, we got some cool new sponsors and all that yeah. with, with Built Bar and Bet, uh, Bet US. So excited. You know, we got some more good things in the works that I'm working on in the lab. So uh, stay tuned. Follow us at OTB underscore network on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Facebook right now, YouTube, Off the Ball Network. Uh, check, you know, get a, get us some subs on YouTube. Trying to grow the YouTube con, the yes. stuff. Uh, trying a lot to grow of stuff, a lot of great stuff on the YouTube yeah, yeah, channel right now. So check on, give us a sub, a like on, on YouTube and all that. But uh, yeah, just you know, just keep grinding, man. Everyone's doing great work at the network, and uh, so uh, you know, uh, it was a, it's a pleasure to be on CU Sunday. And oh, Jeff, man. real quick, one last ahead, thing bro. I forgot to plug. I got a lot going on, man. Um, you, we talked about shooters. He and I co-host Breaking the Game. Uh, we're going to be recording tomorrow. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to be talking about kind of his power rankings that he's released. Jeff, I think that you inspire all of us with your great power <laughs> rankings. Uh, shooter, uh, my buddy Kenneth, he he has power rankings. We're going to talk about those, and we're going to be talking about some of the streaks that are happening right now in the young NBA season and kind of what's the key contributing factors um, that, that are the reasons behind that. So that'll be airing tomorrow live. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. You guys are killing it with the, the NBA stuff, the, 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 the college stuff's coming up, you know, a lot of good things going on with basketball. It's not just a football network for sure. Um, I'm Jeff from Jeff New sports. You know, I put out the rankings. I put out the college rankings every week. Uh, we are just, I, we are like in over our head with college football content right now, having a great time. This is my kind of my wheelhouse. Uh, my you do great, great work, man. Yeah, Buckeyes are getting ready to play here shortly. I'm getting pumped up. Uh, also, go check out the Off the Ball Network official um, podcast. We have a podcast that, that that combines a lot of our shows together mm-hmm. and when we do the group show. So everybody go like and share and subscribe to that. Five stars um, on Apple iTunes. We're on yes, iTunes, please. Uh, five stars. Yeah, anything you can do. Five stars, those, those nice uh, comments and all that. So we, we do. We appreciate it. I'll, I'll try to get this, you know, see you Sunday up there. If you're, if you're listening to this there, like I say, five stars, like, share berate people with it uh, because you never know when that one person you know will latch on and realize that you know we're the network for them so thank everybody for watching thank everybody for listening if you're listening i want to thank steven and prez for coming on um you're two of the best guys to work with in the business just in the business period not just on uh football weekend so that's it for everybody uh shout out to all the guys off the ball network and we will see you next saturday much love everybody